Hey everyone, welcome back to Every Version Ever. My name is Jonathan North, and today I'm back with Jenna for another Little Women anime adaptation, this one from 1977. This one wasn't really one I was intending on covering this time. I had barely heard anything about it, but then I got to talking with Jenna. It turned out this adaptation of Little Women is from an anime that we talked about last year when we covered their version of Alice in Wonderland. The show it was from is called Manga Sekai Mukashi Binashi, and again, like I've said before, I hope I'm not butchering the pronunciation. And you can find our discussion as part of an episode that we did on a bunch of different anime adaptations of Alice in Wonderland. And then, in looking to the internet for a copy of this to watch, I found a really old, barely watchable version on YouTube, and I thought, maybe we could actually talk about this one? I just wished I could either understand what was going on a bit better, because it's not in English, or at the very least, see some of what was happening better, because it was really blurry. And then Jenna somehow went above and beyond and found a copy of the entire series that this show was taken from on Amazon, but Amazon in Japan. And of course, since she was able to get it straight from the source, that meant we could watch a much clearer copy. So even though we couldn't listen to the dialogue in English, I thought it would make for a really interesting discussion anyway. So, this is kind of a weird one. I wasn't originally planning on doing this, because originally I was just going to do the one we already talked about. Mm. And I don't think I even knew this one existed when we talked about it, did I? Because I found it around the same time, but I don't know if I... I don't remember. You mentioned, mentioned stumbling it. across it. Okay, maybe I had just found it like that day or something, but I mm. only recently found out about this one. And... I, th I thought it would be fun to talk about because it's part of the same series as one of the Alice's that we had already talked about. And then somehow you guys ended up finding an even better version of this one because the one that I had was a really awful YouTube clip <laughs> that was from over 10 years ago. Yeah, I I'm like, like I tried to watch that one and I was just like, I can't. I'm going to try to see if there's a better version of it. <laughs> And then yeah. I somehow st we stumbled upon the whole show in HD on the Japanese Amazon. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> it kind of is. So thank you for uh, having me on this one because uh, we got a much better quality of the owls as well. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently some other things that I might end up using in the future. So maybe we'll have to have you back when we do some weird version of like Apparently Dracula and Frankenstein are in there. There's a, uh, this, I haven't watched the full show yet, um, but this anime uh, was kind of amazing. Uh, there's also a Native American Cinderella as well. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, so apparently there's a, a Native girl who's taking care of turkeys and is wants to go to like a powwow dance. And I, I haven't watched that one yet, but when I heard, when I saw when I read the summary, I was like, "Oh my god!" Okay, we have wow. to talk about that one whenever I get to Cinderella, because I'll probably get to Cinderella I think this year. There's two Cinderellas. Uh, there's quite a lot, and what's also interesting is it looks like it was a whole bunch of different animation teams. So, like the Alice mm -hmm. one, uh, I would say the Alice one, the animation team was really really good. <laughs> Little Women. Not so much. <laughs> you could tell it was two different, two different art styles. Two, it was very different. You wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have known it was the same show except that I read about it being from the same show. 
Yeah, and uh, and I think there's even there's a lot of animation teams. So maybe they just they just separated people, or just like you work on this, you work on this, um, and we'll, they'll make one show somehow. Because they're the Hansel and Gretel one, like for instance, looks really dopey. So I, there's there's a lot of different <laughs> styles in this. So <laughs> a lot of weird things. Oh, they also have Lee Miz. Um, I know. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Dracula, Frankenstein, like Miz. This is this anime is all over the place. Native American po- Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, to be honest, uh, I I feel like the show is a treasure. So, um, if anyone's interested, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna put it on my non-Alice channel called Love Gift of a Fairy Tale, and Fairy Tale has a hyphen in it. Um, like right now, I have like Nutcracker Prince on there and Princess and the Goblin. So I'll probably have the whole manga series on there in hd uh so look out for that and uh we'll get the alice one on curious archive with the english dub i probably we probably won't do that for the others though even if we had the english does for them just because it's it's kind of tedious i wish we did have an english dub for a lot of these because uh, this one especially, I wished I could have known what they were talking about because I could tell that they were taking some liberties with the story. Uh, yeah. And I wish I knew exactly what liberties they were taking. To be honest, I can kind of, like, uh, I never heard of this having a Little Woman episode, so I wonder if it was ever dubbed in any other language. Mm-hmm. And I could see if it wasn't. Like, why if it was It's not that good. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't need a dub to know that. <laughs> yeah, this one was weird because it didn't even have Lori. Like, there was no Aunt March, no Lori. They just basically did Christmas. It basically the whole thing was all basically... takes place in a two days. Yeah, it felt like it was just like the first couple of chapters of the book and that was it. Well, even the first couple of chapters in the book take place like over a few weeks, right? Or a few days. In general, I mean, Probably this like the first is couple li- is around Christmas. I think that's what it was revolves around. But I mean, like this is literally everything happens in a day, including yeah. the subplot with the uh, oh, what's his name, the neighbor, Mr. Lawrence, Mr. Lawrence, father. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird. They had Mr. Lawrence, but not Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to? Oh, what was also weird about this one with the animation was that um, I don't know if you noticed, but like colors would change and. At one point, Beth's pigtails like grew past her shoulders and were at her waist, and then the next shot, they were back at her shoulders. And I was like, "What? Huh?" <laughs> I don't think I noticed that, but I had some trouble figuring out who was who. So maybe that was part of that because Joe and Beth were similarly designed with the pigtails and everything. Mm, and at first, yeah. I was confused as to who was supposed to be who until I could tell that Beth was being really shy and scared and was like oh yeah that's Beth that's not Joe because like at the beginning I thought it was Beth and Amy having a snowball fight and I thought that was weird because I guess I was too used to the the other one and I assumed that the blonde was Joe but it wasn't mm-hmm. the blonde was Meg it, it took a while for me to figure out who Joe was too like I, I heard in the um, dialogue that Beth was Beth mm-hmm. and um I mean, not uh, well, I did hear for Beth later, but I heard in dialogue Amy, that Amy was Amy, but that I, I couldn't mm-hmm. understand when they said Joe. So I was just like, who are you? <laughs> you know? I, I think 
because I, I watched it more than once, and I think that Meg, at least I'm assuming it's Meg, the blonde, yeah, referred to the one with longer pigtails as Joe. In the at braids. One point. Yeah, yeah, braids, yeah. Joe is in braids. And then I think they kind of have her act more um, tomboy, too, in mm-hmm. her actions. Yeah. Um, and then Meg is just kind of there. Like, the other girls <laughs> yeah. have personality. I guess, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you could say that's true of her character. She, <laughs> like, the other girls have things that can characterize them in mm-hmm. manner. But Meg is kind of like the older girl. Meg has this. more of a plot. I mean, she's there. And she has a plot, but she's not given the spotlight as much as the others. And her main thing comes towards the end of the book, mm. or at yeah. least the first half of the book, when she's about to get engaged. She had the one chapter where she went to the party, but other than that, she is sort of just there. So I guess that makes sense for this, why they wouldn't I have guess, her do much. I guess, uh, to be fair to her, I'll, I'll say she's mature. Yeah. Um, and the others, which is probably what I was like as a kid, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also kind of there and mature. Um, the, and the designs are very 70s. Um, mm. Not in a good way, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, uh, like, uh, and then the cost, I don't know. I, I like, I'm not like a costume expert, but I do like looking at like historical fashion. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, these are like if 70 girls in the 70s wanted to like dress Victorian inspired stuff. Um, <laughs> I can also see they that. Were, yeah, they were wearing aprons with their pinnafords. And I was like, why are you wearing like two aprons, basically? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> they also had two irises in their yeah. eyes. <laughs> Yeah, that was true too. Though I, I, I just wrote that off as that's their style. So yeah, there was a lot of things about well. their faces that I guess it was their style, but I didn't think it looked that great. The lips were also weird. It, yeah. Um, but I think what was going on with the lips was they had like different layers of cells, and the lips were like a different cell to save on animation. It could um, be. So the lips looked really strange and that you probably wouldn't notice if it our copy we probably wouldn't have th- think that the lips looked that weird in our copy but ours is HD so they look weird. Well, in the in the I watched the other one first, the old, the mm. really bad version and I thought the lips looked off there too even though I couldn't tell what was going on. The lips it was so blurry that I thought that for briefly i thought that they were doing one of those things where they put like human lips on an on a drawn image oh no just because of the way they were moving independently of the drawing it just it looked sort of like that and i was like i wouldn't do that and then of course we found the hd one so then you could tell that it's not but they still just looked slightly off especially like long distance shots the the lipstick was like way outside the lines of where their mouth would be it was like miranda sings except little women yeah i weird it it, this was all um all the animation shortcuts kind of looked weird Uh, there was this other part where i think beth is wearing like a nightcap and there's like a a silhouette view and uh, her nightcap is tied like under her chin 
but then she talks and um you can like see the nightcap road go over her chin <laughs> and i'm like why did you give her a night nap cap at all then <laughs> like um uh anyway this makes the alice look like mona lisa in comparison <laughs> um like the alice one looks so good <laughs> um I'm sure there there will be other good ones, but this def in the show, but this definitely wasn't one of them. Um, yeah. It was interesting though. So I, I have here that it also opened with the Civil War context background. Yeah, and it kind of cut back and forth between the main story and Civil War a couple other times too. Yeah, but yeah, that was another place where they kind of cheaped out on the animation because it was just basically still images. Just like very minimal animation happening, mm. but yeah, that's how it opened. With they were talking about, I guess, the Civil War. I couldn't understand what they were saying. I'm mm. sure they're just explaining what it was. Yeah, and then this one also had. And I guess they ended up doing the parlor scene a little later. This one had a really weird opening. Yeah, so Beth and Joe, or not Beth, Amy, Amy and, Joe. and Joe, are having a snowball fight. Joe does weird dramatic flailing for some reason yeah um, and makes weird noises yeah and <laughs> and uh and then uh i started laughing when beth came out with the whole loaf on a yeah floor. what was up with that is uh, the only thing i think of was like well two things either a it's some old-fashioned way of eating bread it's not a, you wouldn't cook bread like that that I just have never heard of, or maybe it's a Japanese thing that doesn't translate. Because this no, one also had like... some Japanese stuff that d- wasn't American. Like they oh, bowed in respect to Mr. Lawrence. Did they bow instead of currency? Yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah, they did. Because I, I went back and watched it again to make sure. Mm. But no, I, I don't think so. It looks like an old like French loaf to mm-hmm. me. But it was just stabbed on a yeah, it like was just stabbed fork. on a fork, and uh, and it was like huge for the fork too. And I was like, "What's going?" <laughs> I and didn't know what that? was happening there. Yeah, like I I do understand. I do think people uh, sometimes fork uh, loaves of bread and cut them, and they fork them to keep them still. But she who just like I hear a snowball fight going on. I better take this bread I was about to cut. Go <laughs> see what's going on. <laughs> What the hell, Beth? And then, and then, when she gets hit by the snowball, and the bread is absolutely <laughs> launched across the entire yard and smashes like through the window, like and yeah, and yeah, it's like and like it's a br- and then you hear it like like it's a brick. <laughs> what is going on? Completely defying the laws of physics. I like yeah, I have in my notes. It flies. I wrote absolutely launched in all caps. <laughs> Rocket bread. Uh, and, and it broke a base. <laughs> what kind of what kind of bread breaks a base? I, I don't know. It was maybe really that, well done. Yeah, maybe that was kind of like oh, they're so poor. Their bread is hard as a rock. But I was just like, what what's going on? <laughs> um so that was like the weirdest uh opening i've ever seen for Uh something like this i don't know if it's the weirdest opening for a little woman in general (laughs) 
It might be. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna put my um I'm gonna bet that it probably is just because of rocket bread and uh, <laughs> <laughs> little lemon fans. I mean, uh, you can chime in, but I'm pretty sure that's the weirdest one. Uh, I would say probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it leads into a very strange introduction of Mr. Lawrence. Yeah, he like once the bread smashes through the window, everything is like silent, and then he exits the house all serious and he's saying something really serious and he gives them the bread pack. <laughs> I don't I wish Here's I knew what he was saying. <laughs> You're your rocket breads, you stupid kids. <laughs> Stop throwing your rocket bread in my house like a ball. <laughs> it's but then I was also confused because he had this moment with his eyes where it looked like his eyes were softening, but then it didn't sound like he was softening. And I was like, did he, did he think Beth looked like his granddaughter again? But it, I don't think it said anything. And it just kind of like, it was serious again. I don't know. It, it was kind of weird. I didn't know what was going on with that. Um, it, it was just a, a weird opening scene all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess if you had to do it really quickly and you want to introduce a cranky neighbor i guess that is one way to do it I'm yeah i'm not sure i would choose rocket bread no um, <laughs> i mean most of this is fine like i think they basically were trying to maybe adapt the first not not even the first two chapters basically it's the second chapter with christmas and then adding in a few things here and there so in that respect, I guess they did a good job at telling the story. Well, I hope they did because I can't understand it. So <laughs> from at least from what I can see, they did a pretty good job of telling a very short part of the story. It certainly gets the point across. Hopefully. I probably wouldn't have done Rocket Bread, I, though I probably would have. I mean, there's two young girls, maybe a ball would yeah. make more sense. Um, but... <laughs> Otherwise, it's like not a bad idea to kind of get the neighbor into the scene so we know what's going mm-hmm. on with him. But anyway, but, but but that, it, was it was still all weird. Yeah, especially because they've taken Laurie out completely, and Laurie was pretty much the way that they met him. Like, they knew of him before Laurie moved in with him, but he was only mm. just somebody that their mother knew. Like, a neighbor, he was their neighbor, basically, and they just didn't have any interaction with him. Laurie was the reason that they ended up befriending him mm, so yeah. to cut him to cut Lori out completely i don't know i don't know why they did that i kept waiting for Lori to turn up like to be introduced or something uh, it was just weird that he was gone completely i was kind of wondering if they turn up but at the same time for their um how to put it their length of the adaptation though and yeah. the, they were only adapting like christmas part of the story mm-hmm. like I, i'm like okay i guess fair at the same time like they could just focus on the christmas part instead of adding in the beth and neighbor storyline at all yeah because there's a lot that happens around christmas without involving mr lawrence at all they could have done it without him as well like and i feel like the way they did it uh i guess well you know it takes place a little bit later but just the arc is way too fast whereas yeah. in the story it takes place over time makes way mm-hmm. more sense and is so is more meaningful yeah because of that but um in this it's just like um yeah she felt bad about his vase i guess she brought him food 
and uh, they're all good now. She she gave him a kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Solved. You know, like, um, okay, great. That was really heartfelt. Thanks. You know, <laughs> so I, oh. I think they should have just taken it out, focused completely on the Christmas part. Yeah. We could talk about the next scene, too, because there was some weird stuff that happened here, too. I like his, we can't understand it. So they're talking. This is in the house. Beth is playing piano. And in, uh, yeah, in the parlor. Yeah. And I, I, I think Amy said something that seemed to infuriate Beth, which is out of character for Beth. Because Beth doesn't get like infuriated about things. And she like slams on the piano keys. I thought it might have been odd. a reference to the um, a little woman movie you told me about where she. <laughs> I could just die. I like I, I don't I don't know. I thought maybe it was over. <laughs> I don't I don't think so, but I um, don't know. Anyways. It's kinda hard. It was a dialogue heavy scene. Yeah, so we don't know exactly what was happening because I think they might end up talking about their father because mm. they're talking and then they're like looking into the fire and then the fire transforms into scenes of battle and death in the civil war like there's like a battlefield with like dead horses and people lying all over the place which was odd for sure and then you get kind of whiplash because joe like does weird movements right afterwards for funny effect and then they're like chasing each other around yelling i think they're supposed to be yelling like indians (laughs) like native american indians like war whoops and stuff which was like where did that come from and why and why did they do that after like serious pictures um, yeah it, it was just the, the tone is very strange bizarre yeah it makes you wonder if like those pictures were actually meant for like earlier in the prologue i don't know it was but, just weird the way they transitioned from them yeah. like staring into the fire and then the fire transformed into battle scenes yeah it strange it, yeah, it was strange. I, I, I did write about like tonal whiplash. I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then their mother comes in. I'm, this is the letter from their father, I'm sure. Uh-huh. I'm not sure exactly what all they're talking about. I'm sure it's, it's trying to adapt the stuff from the book. And Presumably. After that, it's Christmas. I think everybody's in their beds and then they find a Bible under their pillow. Was that in the book? because uh, i was like i can't remember i didn't something. remember that but then i went back and looked because i got i actually finally got myself a copy like a physical copy to read oh, so nice. i was so i'm able to flip through it and I, it is in there but they don't say that they're getting bibles because in the first chapter they're talking about pilgrim's progress mm. and i think marmy says something about referencing the book like the them needing a guidebook and then for christmas they're going to be getting a guidebook and it's just implied that they're getting bibles because everybody gets a different colored one mm. and it's just i think it, they're implying that it's the bible without saying it's the bible so i'm just assuming that's what it is because there's a cross on the books that, in this anime so i'm assuming that it's the bible yeah because i i saw this part and then it kind of like i th- that kind of sounds like something from the book but i couldn't remember and it's not i don't think it's a moment it's not something that's included very often is it like the, the no i might have gotten these bibles it stood out to me because i had just watched part of another version that i'm not doing right now 
but there was in the 60s there was a dance version that was aired on tv <laughs> it was like a ballet oh okay and, and with and there was a voiceover like so the person narrating was telling what was happening and she said that for christmas she gave each of her girls a bible and i had just watched that before i watched this one so it stood out to me as that happening twice in a row when i hadn't seen it before mm-hmm. and i had been listening to this on audiobook so it had been a long time since i'd been at the beginning of the audiobook so i had forgotten about that completely i like how on this version they're all different colors so that, that was kind of nice mm-hmm. well that is from the book too yeah so uh you could tell if your sister stole your bible <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like they kind of imply beth is a little sickly with her skin tone like kind of green maybe she doesn't especially like when she's going over to the next over next door yeah i actually when i was like looking through these copies at first like just making sure that part one was part one part two was part two i actually Mm -hmm. thought her at the beginning of part two was going over to the neighbors towards the end of the story and her contracting an illness and almost dying Imagine oh. my surprise when they don't go that far. No, yeah. In the book, that happens towards the end of the book anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they got rid of, like, the servant in this one. That was, yeah, that was another character that was just gone. There was no Hannah. I couldn't tell what all the food was in the blurry version. Mm. And I had written down with uh, with uh, octopus with a question mark. Because I thought I saw an octopus. It was not an octopus, but there were two giant shrimp that she was beating with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was kind of weird. <laughs> Why? I don't think that's... I mean, lobster is part of the book. Like, or in the second half of the book, Amy gets a lobster for a party, but uh, the beating the two giant shrimp, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Just genius they added in. They were inspired. <laughs> they are a giant, huh? And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I did look it up after you mentioned it. I was like, okay, are they lobsters? No, those are shrimp. Uh-huh. Those are not lobsters. Why are they so big? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the, This whole animation is full of, like, really strange little things that just pop up and uh-huh. things just change colors and and just all over the place. I think the cake changes design. <laughs> like, let's see. Uh, like, because I'm seeing, like, after they make it, it's two layers. But I think in the next episode, it's a one layer. I don't know. Like, one of the girls, like, lifts up. Yes, yes, the cake changes. Okay, and the... All right, so before the cake is two layers, and at the beginning of the ep- of the second episode, it's two layers. But then... When um, Amy's holding it up at like 3.42, it's one layer. (laughs) (laughs) They ate a layer. (laughs) Apparently, Um, yeah. yeah, They didn't have much consistency on some of these things. They're having this whole Christmas feast, and then they all are like looking out the window in terror because Beth is going next door. And Beth looks like semi-traumatized and there's like dramatic organ music playing 
I literally thought this when I looked at just that like one screen cap of her at on somebody's porch for holding something. I really thought that was when she contracted the illness. <laughs> and I don't know why they made her look that sickly, but I get I, I mean I guess it was supposed to be she's I think super they were nervous, going for right? Terrified. <laughs> yeah, like he's really scary, right? I think so. But at the same time, she doesn't really have that much of a reason to even go to him though. Yeah, this... without without any dialogue that I could understand, I don't really know why she was going next door. Other the than only maybe thing she I wanted to apologize is... for launching yeah. the bread through his window. <laughs> Apologizing for like footballing that bread. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also like the shot right after uh, Marmy tells them about the poor family. And you see the shot of like the back shot of Marmy who's suddenly out of her coat and the girls around the table. Joe on the right looks like her skin tone looks green as like she's I, I don't know. It's just like are you Alphabet all of a sudden? The wicked witch. The <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's just some of these coloring it's just so weird. I I guess by comparison, the Alice one was probably easier to paint. Um and this one has like so many like little different things about like the girls' dresses, mm. um, but I, they they just change colors on things so much it's so easy to notice. But you know, skin tone is kind of weird, just changing skin tone like that. I also thought it was kind of funny that they ended the episode right there because apparently this it was a two parter, like yeah. a very short two parter. Apparently, this show is only like fifteen minutes over there. Yeah. So they ended on a cliffhanger with her standing outside Mr. Lawrence's door. Is he going to kill her? Terrified. <laughs> Is he going to kill her? Find out next time. Who knows like when the next episode aired. Um but yeah, I think I think it is really strange how it's such a it's a two-parter when it's such a short mm-hmm. adaptation of the story. Yeah. This is probably the shortest adaptation of all the ones that I've seen. I can certainly see why <laughs> I can certainly see why when they dubbed these into English they made it one. Like there's no point um to the two parter. Like when Sam and I are gonna put up the English one, we're just gonna make into English one of Alice, we're just gonna make it into one part. Mm. But I'm probably gonna leave it as two parters for the Japanese stuff just because I don't wanna edit all those. But <laughs> it's um it's kind of a strange cliffhanger. Like, what's she going over there? Is she? Is he gonna kill her? I, like, probably not. <laughs> no, because <laughs> it opens up the next time, and he just takes her gift, and she kisses him on the cheek, and runs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they should—they just should have not adopted this part. I think just—I don't understand these adaptations in like trying to rush these this arc. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. And, you know, this makes the other anime we watched together like look like a masterpiece, to be honest. Like yeah, at least there was does. there was some effort in this arc, whereas this one there's no effort at all. It's just like kiss right now. Okay, bye. And because <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is she's shy and uh, but she uh, bonds with him over the music stuff. Mm-hmm. and she's happy he lets her play th- his piano but that doesn't happen here so okay I, I know I know <laughs> it's a short version 
I think we're going to end up talking about it longer than we watched it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, because there's not, you know, it's just, <laughs> there's more things to talk about what's wrong with it than what's right. <laughs> well, the next scene is when Marmy comes in and then she's telling them about the Hummels. So I'm, it doesn't look like there's any thought put into bringing the Hummels their b- breakfast. Or I guess their Christmas feast because in the book it's breakfast, but they're having a lot more than just breakfast stuff here. There's cake and giant shrimps. <laughs> yeah, this is like a like a Christmas dinner meal. Yeah, so this is like a pivotal scene in the book where they like are talking about giving up their Christmas breakfast because the they're poor themselves. So this is a huge thing for them to sacrifice this. And here it's just like, I, it's presumably without knowing what they're saying, she comes in, tells them about the Hummels, and then well, we'll just give them all our food. And they just leave get, and start feeding the family. The thing is also about it, like looking like a, because it looks more like a feast than it does a breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it kind of loses like how big it was for them to give it up then. Yeah. Because it was a nicer breakfast than usual, but it was a breakfast. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas, so, I mean, I think it's kind of more special when they give it up. Yeah. I think most people would be like, this is fine to keep because it's not that much. It's just breakfast that's mm-hmm. a bit nicer than usual. Um, whereas this, it's like a feast. So it's, I guess it's like, oh, it's nicer because it's a feast. But I, I don't know. I think it kind of loses it's yeah. realness by yeah. doing that. Yeah, because, I mean, and again, we can't understand what they're saying, but it doesn't seem like there's any discussion about what this means to give this up either. It's just, it's just going to give it to them. Yeah, it's just done. Uh, I mean, I know it's short, but I, if they, they'd have a little bit more time to talk about it if they didn't try to do the Beth and Lawrence storyline. Yeah, that's true. So after they feed the family, they go back home and they all have presents for Marmy and it's the gloves, slippers, handkerchiefs, and perfume. Now that confused me, but I guess they might have talked about that in the parlor scene before. I, that's what I wonder about if that's what they were talking about because we couldn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't sure if they were talking about the gifts or, um, or maybe Joe's play. So it's I don't think they do the play at all in this. I, no, I don't think so. The, the, the only thing I I could figure out is that all the war whooping being Indians was the stand-in for the play. <laughs> Possibly. So, don't uh, I don't know. I have to assume the parlor scene was talking about these presents from Army. Yeah, I would hope that they wouldn't have just come out of nowhere. This, this is probably more faithful to the book, but I do kind of like it when adaptations make them go to the store and buy their things and then return them later. Yeah, um, that is kind of a nice addition. I, I think it kind of drives home more like what they're giving up. Mm-hmm. So then you have the, the next scene with the feast. They find another feast in the next room and it turns out I think it was it's Mr. Assumed, Lawrence. Yeah, Mr. Lawrence, because he saw them walking, right? Yeah. I mean, that is from the book, too, but it was yeah. partially, well, I don't know how much Laurie had to do with it, but Laurie was involved there, too. At least they were guessing that Laurie was involved. 
but Mr. Lawrence did send them a new feast. However, in the book, he did not come over and eat with them because at that point he didn't know them. He just admired what they were doing and sent them some more food after he knew they get, they'd given theirs away. Mm. He didn't come over and eat with them. That was new to this. And then he's looking at Beth and thinking of his dead granddaughter. I'm sure that's what's going on mm, because he's, yeah. see, he's seeing some other character that is not in here. And I think he says a name. I think he might've said Jane or something, which again, I think we talked about this in the other one. The, the granddaughter is never named. It's just said that Beth sort of reminds him of his granddaughter because she plays the piano. Mm-hmm. And this is more like he's looking at her and seeing his dead granddaughter. Okay. Um, the list, going back to the opening scene where Beth does the piano, she says, she uses the word piano after she says it. So I think it is a complaining about the piano. Uh, yeah. Okay. I do remember her complaining about the piano. I don't remember her getting enraged about it, though. She seemed more angry than Beth usually is in this scene. But I do, I, now that you mention that, I do remember her being upset about the piano not working properly. Like is that how it is being, in the 40s one? It might be even in the book. Like, there, I think there might be a key that's. There's like a broken not key. Or something. Yeah. yeah. That's probably what they're going for there. I just didn't think of that because she was so angry. <laughs> just seems so not Beth like. It just seems like um, kind of a thing like one adaptation did, and I guess everybody else is doing it. It's like, I don't know, it's just the way adaptations go. People like copying each other. Yeah. There's not a whole lot left. She's playing the piano. I, he, I think he takes Beth's hands and like he's like telling her something. I'm assuming they're talking about the granddaughter and... Maybe he gives her a piano. I don't know if he gives her the piano. Yeah, or not. I, I, I believe I heard the word piano in it, so I don't know. And she gives him a hug, so maybe he's maybe he says both. Maybe you remind me of my granddaughter. Would you like the piano? I don't... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then they're all singing a hymn, and it's driving me insane because I cannot remember which hymn this is. I know this song because oh, you years and years ago. This, that was one that was, I'm pretty sure it was in rotation at the church that my family used to go to. And now it's driving me crazy that I cannot remember what it is. But it seems so weird because I feel like I should understand what they're saying because they're singing it in another language, presumably Japanese. Yeah, it's Japanese. But it just, it seems so weird to hear this song that I know I know but I don't understand anything that they're saying. And I can't remember what I should be understanding. <laughs> yeah. I don't recognize the song. Like I kind of recognize hearing it, but I don't recognize. Yeah. I, I know. I know the song. I just, for the life of me, cannot pull the correct words out of my memory. It's been too What's, long, I guess. What I noticed was kind of weird about the song though, was like their lips didn't really seem like they were matching to what was being sung. It did kind of seem like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did they like match it to the English words? And I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. They probably didn't really try. Like, like I said, this is, <laughs> this is one of the weaker works in the mm-hmm. series anime, I believe. 
Yeah. Um, anime series, I mean. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's basically all one day mm-hmm. or two days. It's two days. Yeah, two days. Or a day and a half. <laughs> yeah. But not much. Um, I will say, though, if you had to do only a section of Little Women like that, that is probably a fair bit to choose. Um, I just would have focused it entirely on the Christmas thing then. then yeah, I would have too. Yeah. And I, and I think you can stretch that all out and to fit this time slot. Um, mm-hmm. And it could even be better for that. Yeah. I think the problem is they want to tell too much. They feel like they're not telling enough of the story. But at the same time, if you're going to adapt these long works to something digestible for kids, why not take more time and spread it out over more episodes rather than trying to get it done in a half an hour? That's that's what I would do. I would spend I would give it more episodes worth of storytelling. Okay. Well, I think that's gonna be all for today. Um, do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? Sure. I'm uh Phantomwise on YouTube. And um, I'm part of the Curiouser Archive channel on YouTube and um, Phantomwise on Daily Motion. And uh, the anime series yeah. will be posted on Love Gift of a Fairy Tale, like Love Gift of a Fairy Hyphen Tale. Okay. Yeah. I'll have that linked in the description. Yeah. I'll send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me. And we'll probably see you again one of these days for another one. Oh, you can't get rid of me that easily. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll see you then. All right, bye. Thank you to Jenna for joining me for this episode. If you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. And if you want more from us, she and her partner Sam will be joining me next month when we switch books and get back into Alice adaptations. We're actually going to be doing something really different and talking about a bunch of adaptations we can't see, a bunch of currently lost media that we know either existed or maybe still exists, we just don't have access to it. It's going to be a really interesting conversation, so make sure you come back for that. In the meantime, I actually cut out a huge chunk from this episode that had nothing whatsoever to do with Little Women, and I'm going to be uploading that over on iHeartMovies. At some point, we somehow got off on a tangent about Disney rip-off studios and attempts at adapting non-children's media for children, and a bunch of other random tangential topics that I thought were really entertaining and worth listening to, but had nothing to do with Little Women. So in the interest of preserving that conversation, I'm making a mini bonus podcast that will be going up on iHeartMovies. Next week will be our final Little Women adaptation. Sarah and I are going to be talking about one of the most recent adaptations of the story, a miniseries from 2017. This was a co-production between the BBC and PBS's Masterpiece Theatre, and I don't want to give too much away, but I will say I was pleasantly surprised at how much they included from the book, things that I have not seen in almost any of the adaptations I've covered so far. Now, given that this was a miniseries, I may end up splitting our discussion into two parts again, I'm pretty sure we talked for over two hours, and I haven't started editing it yet, but I have a feeling we'll have more than enough material to do two episodes. Either way, join us next week for our discussion of the 2017 PBS BBC miniseries. Thanks for listening.